This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Podcast Gold. Rock and or roll music. We all got Roy Monia. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table are my two favorite people in the whole wide world. Please welcome Jen Hansen and Matt Rose! Yay! Oh! <sighs> Faithful listeners, this Oof. is your first time joining us. Tales from the Dark Side is... Anthology horror, that means every episode is different. It's self-contained. It's like the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror without a budget. Yeah. Sometimes the episodes are great. They are, they've got a great script. They're well-directed. Uh, the acting is, is top-notch. The uh, the dialogue makes sense. Yeah, this is this is not one of those episodes. If this is your first episode, uh, we are four seasons into this. This is the third to last episode of mm-hmm. the series. Uh, second to last. This yeah, is last. yeah. The next one is the offic- officially the last episode. So we are watching. This is the penultimate episode. We will be watching the ultimate episode next week. Uh, and then there are a couple of b- 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 bonus episodes. Where, uh, where are we watching that episode again? Why we have a live show at Go Comedy Improv Theater, September sixth, eight p.m. Opening up is spooky, sexy, scary. They will be talking The Shining, Ooh. and we will be talking about the last episode of this series. Yeah, uh, Basher Malone. Basher Malone. Tickets available at gocomedy.net. Come check us out if you're in the area. Yay! I'm just going to throw this out there. It's going to get a scary. <laughs> it's going to get It's going to get a scary. Yeah. 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 Guys, we have a little something that we like to call the dark side guess and this is officially the last episode with the dark side guest. That's right. Because we're going to do the live show and we're going to put it to the live audience yeah. and give out a prize there. So Ooh, more reason to Ooh, come yeah. to the show. Uh, but we're going to see who the winner of the Dark Side guess, which is one of you faithful listeners, at the end of the show. Until then, let's see what our guesses are for what this episode is about. At the Dark Side guess, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll throw it out there. Uh, this episode is called Barter. I wrote, an elderly widow, Jonathan Darcy, makes a deal with the devil. He'll return his wife to life, but she will have no memory of him. Hmm. Whoa. Okay. All right. Um, I like that you you put the deal in there. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Maddie. Uh, Barter. William Pope is the best grifter in the business, but when he grifts the wrong family, he finds his silver tongue and empty promises can't get him out of hot water, but can only serve to lessen his torturous time in the box. Guys, we are terrific writers. Okay, well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wait a no little. No pressure. Yeah. Let's just wait a, wait, a, wait a minute before we say the royal we. Barter. The legends speak of a situation so terrible you would trade anything to avoid it. But what happens 
when you trade away your protection for a chance at podcast gold. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we are terrific writers. (laughs) Unfortunately, none of these guesses are correct. So, Chen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. This is Barter. We're watching season four, episode 19. This episode aired July 19th. And by 19th, I mean 17th. July 17th, 1988. Here is the description from I am... DB. I am DB. Harried housewife Ruthie receives a visit from a bizarre salesman whose mechanical device may help her shut out the sound of her son Nikki's constant drum playing in a way Ruthie never imagined. Uh, this episode was directed by Christopher T. Welsh. Uh, Christopher T. Welsh uh, does a ton of uh, Saudi audio directing, sound directing, ADR uh, now for films and television. So good for Christopher T. Welsh. Uh, episode written by Jules Selbo, based oh. on a story by Lois McMaster Buhold. Uh, Jules Selbo has written some of the episodes that we have watched, uh, <laughs> including Mary Mary, Deliver Us from Goodness, The Bitterest Pill, I Can't Help Saying Goodbye, The Shrine, Comet Watch, False Prophet, and Grandma's Last Wish. Oh, that... So the ones that we've had the most polarizing opinions <laughs> I on. think so. Most, yeah, a lot of those were not, not great. Yeah, there was not a lot of favorites in no. there. No. Which one was Mary Mary? All right. That is a great question. I don't know. I, I'm sort of having the same problem. Is Mary Mary, no, Mary Mary's, I, that's the trouble with uh, Mary Jane. The trouble uh, with that's, Mary that's Jane what is I, the that's one what with I was the little thinking. girl. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and Lawrence Tierney and... Uh, God, what's her name? Was Mary Mary the one with the woman who was talking to the mannequins? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, deliver us from goodness. That was the one where the woman, um, her husband was running for office. Yep. 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 I remember that one. Yeah. Bitterest pill was, was similar to this episode. That's the insanity. That's the one that has the son at the end who's got, uh, he's on the book. <laughs> right. He has white space, the book. Y- yeah. He's white space, the book, because he took genius pills from, uh, the from crazy walking guy. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The one, the guy from Fridays. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Comet Watch was terrible. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, uh, False Prophet. That one was good. Uh, that was the one with Bub, and they were all in like the train oh, station. Oh, no. I stand corrected. <laughs> that, one, that one was okay at best. <laughs> it's like you were really excited about that one. Uh, the Shrine, was that the one with the painting? No, that was the we liked the shrine. Oh, the shrine was the, the one, one with the, the daughter. backwoodsy one. Oh no, is the shrine the one? I thought the shrine was the the one with the uh, our shoot. They're all bleeding together. Yeah, this is this is not making great TV. Nope, uh, let's keep going. Yeah, yep. Shrine. Uh, <laughs> no, the shrine was the one with the daughter who comes home. And the mother kept the oh that daughter's one, room that as one. a shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the okay. ghost girl is there. Girl and is the there. ghost girl yeah. is there. Yeah. Eh, yeah. That uh, one, we all liked that did one. Did I like that one? Yes, I thought that, that one was that boring. One, that one got that one compared to some of the ones that had previously been I think on. I liked the shrine less than you guys. I'll have to go review it, but I think I liked the shrine less and I liked Grandma's Last Wish more. More. Yes. Yes. That you, is, you definitely uh, did. Yeah. That was yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Jack Carter played Klotzu. Uh, Jack Carter is a veteran character actor. He's got 181 credits uh, on his IMDb page. Uh, he's been I, I bet he wish, wishes that there was 179. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jill Jarrus is um, <laughs> Ruthie, and let me read a little from. Let me read a little from uh, Jill Jarrus, CEO of Gotta Laugh Entertainment. Oh. Completed her oh. full-length romantic comedy One Nighter in February 2012. She served as writer, producer, director, and starred in it with Golden Globe nominee Timothy Bottoms. Uh, the mission of Gotta Laugh Entertainment is to produce commercially successful, uplifting comedies and family films. You mean the goal of it wasn't to make Matt face palm when he heard the name? No. no. Guys, you gotta laugh. You guys, if you're, (laughs) otherwise you'll cry. You gotta laugh. And this is no exception. Uh, Michael Santiago uh, is uh, another uh, veteran character actor. Uh, he played um, Nikki, Nikki Senior. Uh, fun Michael Santiago fact: He is the voice actor for the Cylon Centurions from the original uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, used his uh, put his voice through a vocal encoder. Huh. Uh, so that's him. Uh, and Miguel Alamo was the kid and he had a couple of credits and that's about it. But you know, guys, the man lives in the sunlight world of what he believes to be reality. But there is unseen by most. An underworld. Oh, it's a place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's a dark side. It's a real oh, dark, dark yeah. side. The door from the dark side swings wide open. <laughs> and it's an old turntable. Yeah. Oh, what's that record that's gonna be put on the old turntable? Why if it isn't my favorite public domain rock and or roll music? We're going to rock and roll and dance and shake. We're going to move our hips and feet and arms. People of Earth, we came here to rock. What's that? It's a spaceman. Rock and roll. Music. Music. You're hearing it with ears and not with your eyes. Like we do in space, much to your surprise. Rock lobster. Rock lobster. There goes a dogfish. What? What? All right. So, yeah, generic rock and roll plays, and we see a little kid playing drums. Playing drums. Um,. And I mean, I guess he was keeping up with the music, but so here, so here's the thing: none of us knew anything about this episode other than we had been warned that it was terrible. Yes, yes, yes. And we at first see the drumming, we're like, "This is fine," and this descent into chaos, (laughs) into madness, (laughs) threw us completely off. How many yeah. times did we have to stop it in the first three or four minutes? We The first three minutes took us 12 minutes to watch. Yeah. Because we did not know that this is an I Love Lucy parody episode. Yeah. Oh. It, mm. This episode is a writing exercise. Yeah. I, 
Later in the episode, I wrote that this was a mad TV sketch that never got produced. <laughs> it really is. It's like one of those SNL movies that shouldn't have been made. Right. Like Pat right. or the Stuart, St- Stuart Smalley movie. Yes. Or Night at a, a, night at, night at night a Roxbury. Rocks- I'm your mom. <laughs> night at a Roxbury. You guys go into a Night at a Roxbury? Mom, it's Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, you're such an idiot. Okay. All right. Get in the car. I'll drive you. I'll take you. I'll drive you to a Roxbury. I like to, I, you know, I used to Roxbury myself. Oh, stop your embarrassing me. I'd Roxbury at Knott's Berry Farm. God, you just don't get it, Mom. <laughs> okay. So. so <laughs> it, it happens so quickly that I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this was how it was hitting me. It was like. Wait a minute. And then, so the Lucy character, who's named Ruthie, Ruthie. Mm-hmm. walks in and she's like, hey, can we knock it off with the drums before she returns to the kitchen? And I'm like, this set looks familiar. And then from the other room, we hear not a Latin-tinged voice, but not an English-speaking <laughs> voice. Just generic accent voice. Right. So it was almost like if he was saying Lucy in the most racist way. Right. Instead, he was saying Ruthie in a three-quarters racist way. <laughs> Ruthie, Bethel's on the phone. <laughs> Oof. That Bethel. is that is on par with Love House. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like Ethel. What can we name her? Bethel. Bethel? I don't oh, think that's yeah, a name. That, that classic name. Nah, oh. nah. All right. Well, oh, no. God, it's rolling already? Okay. <laughs> Bethel, it is. Why does this already have the green light? <laughs> <laughs> I just named it Barter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he starts talking. Because and I, wrote... I couldn't name it I Bub Moosey. Just name it anything you want. I glove juicy. Uh, no. I'm of moosey. No, like, no, take a chance. <gasps> oh, I cup coosey. <laughs> I shove sluicey. Yeah. Yeah. Hot sluice. Um, uh, this is when I wrote down oh, hey, it's racist Ricardo. I wrote that it was drunk Alan Thick doing the world's worst Ricky Ricardo. Oh, that's good. I described him as uh, a man who looks like he's made of Tootsie Rolls that have been left in the sun. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical, because I wrote down to describe the father character. You ever see the Dick Tracy movie? <laughs> it's one of the, He looks like one of those melty-faced villains. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. <sighs> now, the... Oh, this is... <laughs> The, the dialogue is coming fast and furious. Things are happening. But and I would re- read lips at this point, except they're both turned away from the, the camera. camera. Now, now, faithful listener, we have, we have been on stage a few times in our lives. Mm-hmm. One of the main rules of being on stage or even being on camera is never put your back to the camera People want to the see stage. their face. Because they're paying for the money maker. Yeah, that's how you emote. Um, during this, we have a hot 10 to 15 seconds of our main actors just having their backs directly to the camera. So first I wrote, 
did they know the camera was on? <laughs> Second, I wrote, ooh, really, maybe this is like reverse I love Lucy land, and they're just going to do everything backwards. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm here for it. A lot of stuff is getting established. Ruthie is entering a contest for homemakers mm-hmm. so she can win a fridge. Household there. hints. Household hints for a fridge. A freezer. freezer a fr- I'm in yeah. a mono freezer. Oh, a mono freezer. Glad you wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky is missing. Um, excuse me. Nikki, Nikki is missing his favorite shirt, and he finds it, and it's covered, covered in, in blood. blood. And it's because Lu- uh, Ruthie, Ruthie has opened herself up, <laughs> <laughs> so she can get better at getting blood stains out of a shirt. She's straight up. <laughs> Like blood oathed this shirt <laughs> for the purpose of cleaning it. Yes. This is the kind of high quality writing you can expect from this show. Yes. And this episode is also like, and I get that it is a, like, I do get that it is a parody of I Love Lucy, but even for that, boy, did this episode hate women. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, it's everything except, like, the gas light is on. Yes. <laughs> um, now, Bethel calls back. Ruthie takes this phone call. Mm-hmm. And we enter a section I like to call boys being boys. Boys being boys being boys being boys. Meaning... They wrote this to make it look like these guys weren't doing anything wrong when they were being complete dickholes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Little Nikki is practicing the drums in the other room when his mom's asked him to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then because Nikki is a club goer. Who plays the Congos. He's he's encouraging Nikki to play the drums. Yes. They get into the kitchen where Ruthie's having this conversation. And he's like... Get behind the beat. Get behind the beat. And there he grabs a bread box. Yeah. And he's, he's, and he's tapping on it. And, and little Nikki is using spoons on the table. And they're both making as much noise as possible. To be fair, he is from Tatin, America. And by Tatin, America, I mean Tatin, America. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you mean the place that Stomp was created? Yes, that's right. <laughs> So the fucking cast of Stomp is going crazy in this kitchen. Yeah. They are, would you say they are bringing just the noise, just the funk, or bring into noise and bring into funk? Savion Glover walked in. (laughs) Well, actually, he got a phone call from Ruthie who said, (laughs) Savion, 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 it's your cousin, Ruthie. (laughs) You know that new sound you were looking for? Well, listen to this. That's very nice. Hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice. I'm a baby now. (laughs) Goes back to being world-class tab dancer. Um, So they just... Ruthie hangs up the phone and yeah. screams at these idiots. Once again, making her the bitch yep. for actually being the only one who has any being common the only sense. adult. Yeah. Yes. And these guys look at her like, fuck is your problem? Yeah. We have wieners, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ruthie, if little Nicky doesn't get to practice, he's never going to be able to play at the club. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that is something. Uh, he asked his dad 
um, just before this if he could play because his dad was like, oh, it's really coming along. It's really coming along. Can I play at the club tonight? Uh, I'll talk to the fellas. We'll see. But you got to practice. You got to keep practicing. Let's go practice in the kitchen. Let's go make as much noise as possible for mom. <laughs> Garbage dad. You remember that state sketch? Where the man and the woman go on that car trip together, and the man <laughs> hates her. Yes, and she, but she, Carrie Kinney is doing the voiceover. It's like he was wonderful, and it's them in the car, and he goes, "This is my impression of you." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that one. Oh, oh god, it's not it my favorite sketch. Yeah, but uh, during it, he says, mm, "You taste like a skunk, skunk. <laughs> like a stinky skunky." <laughs> so. That's a thing. <laughs> they leave for a reason I can't forget. I can't forget. Or, can't oh forget no, he to had remember. to. Uh, he had to go to the train station. Oh, so and the Nikki child is accompanying him. him just to walk to the train station, so he can walk home by himself. Yeah. Well, gotta go get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> See if you I later. Get stabbed. Get this stain out of my shirt. See you later, Ma. See you in two dollars. They leave. And guys, I oh. I don't know if I can do this. I don't I don't know, Matt. Man, in the I am forty one <laughs> years old. Mm-hmm. I grew up where all you could do was watch television. <laughs> so I've watched television and movies, and now the internet. My whole life, forty one and three quarters years, I'd say, mm-hmm. guys. I have never, never seen, seen this. Never, <laughs> never in my life seen an entrance <laughs> like this. This, we had to stop this like at least four or five times, and then you just had to get up and go upstairs. If you've never seen this episode, it is not good. No, it, there's is, a reason no. why it has the lowest rating. But if there is a must-watch moment... moment. For this entire series, <laughs> this, might, this be might be it. Yeah, yeah. This is this is on par with the Grither's hands coming through and killing the parents yeah, at the end. My new pantheon is what's about to happen. And yeah, the Grither's hands <laughs> and and Tina from out of the closet, exactly <laughs> from inside the closet or inside the closet. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. <sighs> That's a trifecta. That's that's hard to beat. I don't even know how to explain this. So she hears a knocking at the door. And she says, we don't want any. She opens the door. And <laughs> <laughs> a man is there. Accurate. That we the- we okay. will start there. Okay. He's a man. He's wearing... Like pork a pork pie hat, a pork pie hat, a blue plaid, plaid suit, powder blue plaid sport coat. Yep. Oh, that that factors into my description. And and boy, what a face! Boy, oh boy! Oh, his movements are like. <laughs> this is the only way I can describe it, and it may only make sense to me. <laughs> But his movements are like a cartoon piece of bacon. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We're like, 
the parts move independently of each other, but they're always the same movement. Yeah, it's like sort of undulating, but... Right. She opens the door. Now we all wrote something to describe this person. I'll go first because I'm not I'm not sure. But I wrote, wow, it's Andy Cap's brother from America. Drunko Cap. <laughs> I wrote uh that it was undead Tom Waits buried in Carl Kolchak's jacket. <laughs> Just wrote. He's every flasher from a 60s film strip, plus train hobo, plus consumption personified. She looks at him, and he utters an unintelligible first line. Which, again, we all wrote down what we, what thought, we thought he said. So this is what Jen thought he said. I thought he said... You've got a raw pneumonia. Raw pneumonia. Raw pneumonia. I thought that he said, uh, you've got roidmonia. <laughs> you've got roidmonia. Yes. And I'm between you two, for I wrote, you got a raw pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> My adjective was ripe. <laughs> Guys, we were all wrong. We were all wrong. Because... It turns out he said because we turned on we the subtitles. Turn on the subtitles. <laughs> you got a Roy Monia. Yes. So reading that line because we froze on it, I thought he instantly cursed them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you got Roy Monia. Yeah. You're gonna die. <laughs> Seven days, Roy Monia. Exactly. Yeah. It's the ring. Yeah. <clears throat> He then may say one or two other things before he collapses. Oh, yes. This is Scatting and mouth farting. Yeah. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. And that's an act break. Well, yeah, he he collapses on top of her, and she goes, "Gee, Mister, act break." <sighs> we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Lightly seventeen by your command. Report, Centurion, on the final assault. On each of the twelve planets, a similar story is told. Of a handful of ships who escaped destruction to rendezvous with a warship. What kind of warship? A battlestar called Galactica. Then go and seek out Boltar. Tell him I am displeased. Tell him I offer a choice. Deliver the Battlestar Galactica. Or deliver his head. And we're back. Uh, we were talking during the break, and uh, we decided that there's just no other way to yeah. describe how this guy talks. No, none. So, uh, here he is. Whatever it is, we don't want it. You've got right, Monia. <laughs> oh, it's but Matt, you have to turn it toward us so we can see his face, gentle listener. 
you really need to see this guy's face during the delivery. Oh, God. Whatever it is, we don't want it. You've got right, Monia. Monia, need it. What? Trade, need Monia. That that made it onto TV. Yeah. So the second act starts, and at this point, I mean they've already spun gold, guys. <laughs> they've already spun gold. I felt the need to take very few notes at this point. I wrote. I wrote <laughs> down. Watch over me. I'm going to stop writing now, <laughs> because truly. This is a bartering scene. Yeah. Like the name of the episode is Barter, and this is a bartering scene. Mm-hmm. He needs ammonia because he's an alien mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of inventions. Yep. He's got the Ozer Closer um, and he's got the, oh, geez, opener, op- opener, op- or whatever. Op- opener, open opener. He's at one point speaking <laughs> pig Latin. <laughs> Oh, open, opener. Oh, I like, I like, I like oh, how you're trying to think oh, of a opener? word. <laughs> oh, you want me to say it like mixed up funny? Okay. Open, open, opener. I think, I think it is that was an open, the open, 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 Um, at one point while he's talking, I'm like, I don't know if Daniel Day Lewis could play this. <laughs> <laughs> But then I remembered that he already did. In my left. <laughs> I didn't think it was my left foot. Oh, were you? I was thinking there, there will be, will be blood. blood. <laughs> my name is Klotzu. <laughs> this is my boy. <laughs> this is my boy, well, Nikki. Little Nikki. Little Nikki. We need to talk to you about oil. <laughs> we need to talk to you about ooge googe googe ooge 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 ammonia ooge ooge ammonia good ooge ooge ammonia good. I drink your ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drink, drink it up. <laughs> Strainage. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, the headline in the paper the next day is. Touched fellow drinks ammonia. <laughs> dum dum drinks ammonia. I, I was thinking dum dum. <laughs> Real blockhead <laughs> chugs ammonia. Fatso goes nutsoid on ammonia. Ammonia, <laughs> what is it? In this ten-part expose, <laughs> the so he doesn't speak English very well. He speaks his language with a hybrid of, of um, yeah, so kind of a pigeon English. It is very much like when uh, Victor Borga speaks punctuation marks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's designed to be silly because once again, guys, you take that tongue, you just take your fucking tongue, and you just fucking grind it into you your just if you have, you're if you have a cheek. And your tongue's not 
tucked into it. You imagine a fucking gun pointed at your head, and the only way you can get through this is planting your fucking tongue in your fucking cheek. You cocksucker. <laughs> See you in two dollars. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> Say I'll see you in two thousand. <laughs> Good. Um, this uh, here's the problem with this episode. Besides everything, it is whisper thin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because what happens is the barter trade is because they've established that <laughs> the Nickies are garbage. Mm-hmm. Ruthie's like, I would do anything for peace. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I just need to put him on pause. Need, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. And so uh, gibberish comes. Or no, she wants to turn little Nikki off for a little while a day. And oh, oh, upper stop, upper stop. I have upper stop. Right. So that means, of course, I have a machine that can turn. So your he stuff gives off. her. He gives her Coleco football. <laughs> Takes yep. it into the other it takes room. Takes a, a Coleco football with the top removed. Yeah, yeah. It it does. It looks it like looks a hexagon. Exactly, yep, yep. It looks exactly like that. And so uh, she presses it, and little Nikki, who's back to drumming because of course he is, um, freezes. Now I place. was expecting it just to be tape, like a video cassette mm-hmm. tape, mm-hmm. paused. Like they recorded him drumming, but no, he actually freezes real time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, the kid He's did trying. a good job. Yeah. yeah, the kid tried. Um, so she does it. She does it once or twice. Once the trade is complete, Klatsu's out of out there. of there. He yeah. disappears, like literally disappears on screen. Now, Ruthie. Gets to clean to her heart's content. Nikki comes home and he's like, finally, that dumb broad did everything yeah. I wanted her to do. I get to keep my belt on tonight. Right. It's a real fucking nightmare <laughs> yes, over at this house. <laughs> yeah. So she shows him that she's done the shirt. Uh, she And she's like, you've got to come see this. She shows him the opera stop and i think she gives nikki senior <laughs> nikki the senior uh she gives him the thing he presses it it starts to instantly smoke and now little nikki is totally stuck so this and- is basically the same techno fear premise as the last episode as uh, uh as hush as hush you build a machine to fulfill some wish that yeah, goes awry, I guess, I guess it this breaks. is kind of both, uh, you know, two parts of a Luddite's nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but so he isn't this where like uh, older Nikki is like, "What kind of joke is this? This yeah. isn't funny." And like he waves it. <laughs> I thought, like, I, I'm almost at a loss for words at how bananas. This whole exchange is. This is when I wrote that this is just a mad TV sketch that never aired. Right. I wrote fuck this at this point. I started <laughs> to tap out. Yeah. I, I'm. I lost steam right at the beginning of the second mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Like, well, and you were right. Where can you go from that entrance? Right. Do you want to hear that part again? Yes, I, I yeah, definitely. Just, do. I just want to relive that moment. 
You've got Roy Monia. <laughs> I will say this. If you called up 1-900-490-FREAK and you heard that, you would be like, I got my $2 worth. worth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... The, so just imagine. And we can set up. Whatever it is, we don't want it. Okay. You're dialing. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. One, nine, hundred, four, nine... Or 90 freak. freak. Yeah. Okay. You've reached the freak phone. You're going to meet a freak in just a second. To talk to a live freak, hit zero. Beep. You've got right money. Money in the bank. <laughs> Just a rip, just so, a rip tone. As I'm looking at this, it just kind of it reminds me of Hume Cronin from Cocoon. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I see that. You've got Roidmonia. Just it. It is with this uh, discovery that they're not going to be able to unfreeze little Nikki. Yeah. And I did it. And I don't know where to find the guy who can fix it. For all of the ripoff of of I Love Lucy, she never does the. Right. Yeah. She does. She does like a like like but it's not even like like it's. She does do the like. Yeah, but it's not. But it's I mean, I'm not saying it's good. All right. Just she doesn't. Yeah. With that, we come to the end of the act. Yeah. yeah. Break. We'll be, uh, uh, you know what, guys? I mean, I mean, I just want to let everybody here know. You've got right ammonia. <laughs> we'll be back with more transmissions after this. Hello, I'm Phil Cohn, Coleco's vice president of merchandising. <laughs> And what you see here symbolizes Coleco's growing importance to you. Remember, Coleco is the one company that has been a sales winner for you, year after year. And in 71, we continue to grow and set new sales records. We at Coleco have become known for our ability to take an established staple and improve it in our own unique way. We call it the Coleco way. <laughs> then to help you sell it in volume, we back it up with the most extensive promotion in the industry. And that too is the Coleco way. And the excitement is just beginning. <laughs> Every category of our four merchandise reflects the Coleco way. There's, this Fair has to be at half speed. I thought so too, promotion. but listen to the music. The music's, so the music's fine. Let's take a look now at the exciting plans we've got for 72. And we're back. The excitement never ends here because boy, oh boy, we get to still talk about this episode. <sighs> so uh, good old Nikki and Ruthie get to make a plan. Well, so Ruthie comes home to find that Nikki has been trying to fix the box. 
And he's sort of been able to fix it because he can unfreeze Nikki for a couple seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had a plan for her to go and buy all the ammonia at the grocery store because uh, he mentioned, um, Klotsu mentioned earlier in the episode that he can smell ammonia from a hundred miles away, um, which if that was true, you'd think that he would have found, you know, found, found ammonia. a grocery store. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So. Stop thinking. I I know, I know, I know. As soon as possible. So they uncap some ammonia and leave it in the kitchen. And Klatsu shows up. uh, Like like a horned dog looking for pie. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say that it was like a cartoon where like. The pie is cooling on the windowsill. Yeah, the pie is cooling on the windowsill. And like the character floats on the air over to it. Yep. Just the the scent of pie, yes, up his nostrils. Yeah, and like the tail, the tail would be yeah, yeah, the tail would be sitting up straight. But um, so (sighs) Klotsu shows up for art bart, which is bartering, I guess. Well, let me just say one thing here. Go ahead. Their plan is ridiculous. Their Their plan is nonsense. I want to talk about their plan in a second. I wrote down dead. All dead. (laughs) (laughs) Their their plan is to leave ammonia open so that he can smell it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't he sleeping on the table with a mask on? With With a bandana on. Yeah. Across his face like a bandit. Like an ammonia bandit. Now, if he were to spring up and the white cloth were to be streaming red, I would be like, well, that's appropriate because he's going to fucking die. die. (laughs) But he doesn't. Instead, we get another argy-bargy bartering scene. Yeah, Yeah. I just wrote pointless dialogue because that's essentially what it is. Uh, So, But there's there's a twist here that makes no sense. The thing about him wanting Nikki... Say, right. So he wants uh, the Oppa stop or the Oprah Stoper, the Oprah Stoper again to unfreeze Lil Nikki. And this guy doesn't have one or doesn't want to give one or they don't have enough to barter with. Yeah. So he says he will, but for a trade again. Right. But the thing is, like, they have enough ammonia for him for three years. Which it, none of this makes sense. No, it is all gobbledygook. Yeah, it is goofball magoo. It yeah. is stupid. They're like, well, if we speak in nonsense, we can go anywhere we want. Maybe no one will notice. So he tells them to unfreeze Nikki. He wants Nikki to come with him for three years. Which initially I was like, oh, oh no, oh no! But it's just to carry his bag. Yeah, just to carry his. Well, it's not for fun. We don't we don't know what that euphemism means oh, on his true. planet. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. True. Uh, so the parents at first balk at that, um, and they try to bribe him with all the ammonia, and that's when he's like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I have more. You know, I have enough for the next three years. So the parents hatch a plan. To sneak into the kitchen and poison him, and their plan for sneaking is to tie pots and pans around their body. 
So um, it was like, hey, we have a stranger in our house. Here's our plan. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's wait until he sits upright at the kitchen table. Then we're going to go outside. Falls into the deepest, weirdest sleep. And then we're going to be by our kitchen window to see that. I'll be wearing a bucket that's cut out. I'll be wearing a broom that's glued to a Kentucky Fried Chicken Wait, bucket. Wait, why Why do we need those? Uh, um, maybe we're you don't sneaking, know. Jen. He's an alien? Oh, maybe you don't remember, but... Right, mom, yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you got, maybe if you got that this person's a psychopath, he will murder us. This guy will murk us so, in our sleep. And okay, all right, okay. I I still think it would be easier to sneak if we didn't have pots and pans clanging around on us. Uh huh. But, yeah. but what if he wakes up again? Well, I think they might wait. Okay, guys, just letting you know. Right. <laughs> that. Is this guy? We are never no gonna beat him. We gotta play a different game. Yeah, okay, <laughs> a game where we type pots and pans to ourselves. Okay, all right, fair enough. But okay, now your strategy is mm-hmm. wait for him to fall asleep. Yep, we will go in covered in pots and pans. Yep, and then we will swap out the ammonia for bleach. Yep. Right. Now, are we sure we want to use? Bleach when there's all that ammonia around, knowing that that will make a chemical reaction that could truly kill us all. Yeah, don't want it. You've got right ammonia. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Tie this to my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, some pots for your ankles. Oh, thank you. And I'll just wear these symbols. Okay. You, well, while you guys do that, I'm going to go uh, never stop killing myself. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Well, the plan goes, works like a charm. Goes off without a hitch. So now don't we have egg on our face, guys? <laughs> it's the next morning, and there they are. Talking to uh, Klatsu, mm-hmm. saying, you know what? We're going to give you our son. How about we drink to that? Well, wait. Uh, he he drinks the... Oh, wait, no. We're talking about drinking the bleach now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. We'll drink to that. And he drinks the bleach. And he disappears with the Oper Stoper yes. on the on kitchen the table. table. So they think they've pulled one over on old Klatsu... They go into the bedroom, they hit the button, and little Nikki starts going, God, what did they say? Full on Gene Krupa? Yeah, or he's full buddy rich, baby. Yeah. Except he can't stop. Uh oh. Because this isn't an Oprah Stoper. This is. It's an Umder Drumder. Umder Drumder. <laughs> it's always honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because all it has is a start button, baby. None of the this is such gobbledygook yep. nonsense. Sure, yeah. okay, fine. It only has a start button. Great, right? And now he can't hear us, and all he can do is drum. Yeah. So I guess we have to put down our son. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder that suitcase is so heavy. There's a lot of very specific tools in there that only perform one function. Yeah, and then there's another and device and break to do the yeah. opposite function. Yeah. Okay. Klatsu comes back and is like, OB, OB, OB. Art Bart, Art Bart, Art Bart, Arter Barter. 
So now they barter. Now, I gotta say, for a pretty garbage episode, this is a dark turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, little kid... Gets dressed up in a suit. Gets dressed up in a suit. The mom says, don't forget to, God, like, brush your teeth. And and the dad's like, and, and don't stop practicing. Just keep hitting those sticks on the be- behind the beat. Yeah. And uh, then Klotsu, I don't know, grabs a hold of them, and they disappear. And then the parents hold each other and look sad. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just, um, let's just go to the end of the episode mm-hmm. here all right and there they are okay so and remember you promised to bring it back to us yep okay he drinks there oh how could we forget? we forgot to mention he shoots steam out his ears when he drinks ammonia okay that's funny sure so we are at 20 minutes 42 seconds and they are disappearing they have disappeared. The drum started again, which made no sense. Yep. And uh, here we are now. 2055. They start to embrace. Sobbing. Their child is gone. They're still embracing. Still embracing. They're still, still at the embracing. max. Credits. That's uh, 2110 when uh, it actually fades out. So we run into another situation of just like, uh, just look sad. Keep looking sad. How long? Sad. We'll tell you when we're done. (laughs) Sad. It's for coverage. (laughs) Sad coverage. Just give me more sad coverage. Uh, How much can we slow down the end credits? And keep going. And, and keep going. Yeah. There. Thank you. <laughs> That's the episode. Yep. <laughs> Oof. Not the best. No. No, I didn't feel good about this one. But it Okay. It wasn't Okay, yeah, we we shared this. So let's go to the writers room. I wouldn't write this episode. No. Nope. Uh I wouldn't fix this episode. It's it's a no writing point. exercise. This is not an episode. Yeah, this one goes in the trash. That being said, this is I don't feel this is the worst episode of Tales. Dream Girl is. Dream Girl is, is by far inexcusable. Dream Girl is so bad. Yeah. I have blocked nearly everything about it except that we pulled the stopper on it. I yeah. don't know how we could have how we could have talked about it. Yeah, we yeah. tried. We, we tried for what a good fifteen minutes, and yeah, we're just like it, we can't do this. It just depressed us too much. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, was yeah. stupid, but there was a flow to it. Yeah, Dream Girl was just wow, and yeah. that intro scene got us through basically this entire episode. Yeah, yeah, it really, really did. Yeah, it was during the. Uh, it was during that episode. The Dream Girl episode that we created, the the now classic mystery date. Yes. That's right. Uh, where uh, Man, four seasons and we only pulled the stopper once. Yeah. Featuring, featuring Gary Lockerstein. That's Gary right, Gary Lockerstein. <laughs> That's a deep, deep Tales from the Dark Side. All right. All right, guys. Uh, a scale of, scale of one to ten Ramonias. 
I'm going to give it three Roy Monias just because of that scene. Just because we enjoyed it? Two. Yeah, I give it two Roy Monias. Two Roy Monias. To Ramonia. Ramonia. Um, boy. All right. It's a bummer to have it at this point in the season. I feel like yeah, if there especially was any, season I guess, four yeah. has has had a lot more highs yep. to solid episodes than any other season of yeah. this of this show. <laughs> you could tell why they all jump shipped and went to monsters because yep. yeah. they were just like, I think we can do this, and I don't think we need the Romero cosign. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're doing all the work. Yeah, right. we also don't need him dogging our show. Right, <laughs> right. Like let's let's just go out and do our own thing. We we have all the connections now. Yeah, this episode's a real bummer. Yeah, yeah, uh, to be placed at second to last. But our live episode, guys, is this? Uh, it's this next. It's this Thursday. No, it's this Thursday. Yeah. It's this Thursday. This Thursday. It goes comedy. September sixth. September sixth. And what time should they get there? They should get there at seven thirty if they want to see the episode because we're just going to air that for free. Mm-hmm. Anybody can see that. But the show starts at eight o'clock. With uh, spooky, sexy, scary, uh, with Lily Kyes, and uh, oh no way! Yep, uh, Lily, I didn't know she was going to be the guest. Lily Kyes is the guest, and then uh, you got us after that talking about Basher Malone. So, uh, Basher Malone, which stars Vic Tabak, <gasps> star of the first episode of Tales from the Dark first Side, one, the first a new one, man. Yeah, the well, the second episode in the series, but the first episode that wasn't a special. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, congratulations. We had uh, last week, I totally dropped the ball on the dark side guest because I went to Nashville and uh, fucked up. So this week is a $20 giveaway. And congratulations to. Congratulations, Sean Clorin. Your last minute entry stole our hearts and stole an Amazon gift card of $20 from our pockets. You have to be at the live show to win the next Dark Side Guess. And then we are hanging up the Dark, Dark Side, Side Guess. Yeah. Uh, it is the end, but we have successfully given away $200. Congratulations, Woo. y'all. Uh, so that is something. Monsters will have something, but we don't know what it is yet. And uh, But you'll have to listen to win. You can. You got to listen play to, to win. win. You got to play, play to win. win. Got to listen to win. You got to listen to win. You got to listen to play. You got to spin the choice. You got to spin the choice. You got to choose to spin. We've asked a lot of you listeners. We've asked you to come to the live show. We understand some of you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You live far away. You may have just had a baby. I get it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know me. how you're going to the live show, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Believe you me, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys. Try to enjoy the daylight. No, well, wait oh, a minute. Oh, mm, One oh, more sorry. thing. So if you can't make it to the live show and you like what we do, please tell one person yes. about this show. One person that you think like they'd get it. One yeah. person that's like, oh, this is exactly for them. They're, they're like me. They like these idiot goofballs. They like bad TV or great TV. It's you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's yeah. great, sometimes it's bad. You do that, man, we'd appreciate it yeah. so much. Yeah. Or or leave a, a review on iTunes. That's always helpful. Always helpful. And uh, is there any... Uh, you can find us online 
You can find us online at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. You can even go to our website at TFTDSPod.com. That'll take you to GabberMedia.com slash T from the Dark Side. So you don't have to type that much. That's great. That's what we do for you. Yeah. And our email is T from the Dark Side at gmail.com if that's how you like to do things there. Is there anything I forgot? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye! Bye. See you at the live show! Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.